Alright, that's enough from me. That's enough of my monologues. No more monologues from me on this audio. Happy holidays. Happy end of the year. Down here at the end of the year. Let's just review the year. 2021. 2021. A year in review. Let's check in with the state of the nation. Of our nation. Some of our nation. My nation. The nation. The empire nation. The United States of America. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. 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 Happy holidays. Welcome to the Red, White, and Truth. Mike Crispy here, joining you on the first day of December. Can you believe it? The year 2021 is coming to an end. And it's funny because 15 days to slow the spread has turned into, has turned into two years of absolute madness. It is absurd. It is obscene. But we knew this would happen. We knew that the Democrats, once they got their power, they would never relinquish it. And unfortunately, all the conspiracy theorists, many of which you tune into the show, are being proven right before our very eyes. So I want to welcome everybody into this broadcast. Who would have thought that at the end of the year, Joe Biden would be the president of the United States and not only would this figurehead, this brain-dead figurehead be the president, but he would still be saying rhetoric just like this. Frankie, roll this footage of Joe Biden's fear-mongering press conference literally at the end of year two of COVID. This variant is a cause All for the conspiracy theories are being proven right We're learning more about this variant every single day. And as we learn more, we're going to share that information with the American people candidly and promptly. Candidly, candidly and promptly. Is a cause there you for go. Concern variant is a cause for concern. Okay? This variant is as a cause a, for concern, not a cause. Variant is a cause for concern, says Joe Biden. What's so concerning, Joe? You know, it's funny because not one person has died from the Omicron variant. Not one person has been hospitalized from this variant, okay? Okay. Not one. Not one. But Joe Biden continues to fear Murray, continues to move the goalposts. I call it the great distraction. These variants are a distraction to cover up from his sheerly disastrous policies. And it's funny because the first thing that Joe Biden did when this variant happened was he banned travel. He banned travel. pretty interesting of the COVID deaths in the USA. So, so for all of 2020, Donald Trump, there were 385,343 people die of COVID in the USA. 385,343. So far this year, with a month to go, 389,329 have died. More people this year than when Trump was in office. Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. 
France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens... War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Live from the nation's capital, uh, you're in the war room. It is Wednesday, the 6th of January, the year of our Lord, 2021. And I have to say, this is a day that will live in infamy. This certificate from Arizona, the parliamentarians advised me, is the only certificate of vote that the state purports to be a return from the state that has annexed to it a certificate from an authority of that state reporting to appoint or ascertain electors. Right in the middle or right at the end of President Trump's speech, uh, Mike Pence, the Vice President of the United States, essentially tweets out uh, a full surrender and I think a gross misinterpretation of the Constitution. Mr. President, the certificate of the electoral vote of the state of Arizona seems to be regular in form and authentic and it appears therefrom that Joseph R. Biden Jr. of the state of Delaware received 11 votes for president and Kamala D. Harris of the state of California received 11 votes for vice president. So you talk about calling the play, running the play, this very set uh, uh, aspect that the president's lawyers had worked out, that constitutional scholars had worked out about how to let the state legislatures. Are there any objections to counting the certificate of vote of the state of Arizona that the teller has verified appears to be regular in form and authentic? Mr. Vice President, I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what Sport, purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise both for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the uh, counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. They want their electors back. They want to review this. They think they were illegal. Some Ford is really due. I said this is what we're going to argue. Georgia is working on it. Arizona is working on it. Uh, Mike Pence uh, took another direction. And I think mistakenly, instead of delaying the uh, activities on Capitol Hill, pulled the trigger exactly at 1 o'clock before President Trump had finished his speech. Uh, there's been a day of chaos. An objection presented in writing and signed by both a representative and a senator. Chaos. Complies with the law. Chaos. Chapter 1 of Title 3 of the United States Code. This has been triggered uh, by Mike Pence essentially saying he's punning, right, and, and not, going through the, uh, not going through the process to really let the states get their electors back and to see if those electors were legally certified. So a whole a bunch of activity on Capitol Hill today. Objection to counting the electoral votes of the state of Arizona. We, a member of the House of Representatives and a United States Senator, object to the counting of the electoral votes of the state of Arizona on the ground that they were not under all of the known circumstances regularly given. The two houses will withdraw from joint session. Each house will deliberate separately on the pending objection and report its decision back to the joint session. 
the Senate will now retire to its chamber. Technically, the next attempt to overthrow a national election may not qualify as a coup. It will rely on subversion more than violence, although each will have its place. If the plot succeeds, the ballots cast by American voters will not decide the presidency in 2024. Thousands of votes will be thrown away, or millions, to produce the required effect. The winner will be declared the loser. The loser will be certified president-elect. The prospect of this democratic collapse is not remote. People with the motive to make it happen are manufacturing the means. Given the opportunity, they will act. They are acting already. I want everybody to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Okay, we're good. We're gonna, we've won this, and we're going to close on this. Donald Trump's the greatest closer in American history. We're closing on this deal. We've won the deal. We're now going to close on the deal. Step one, you win. Step two, you close. Everybody take a deep breath. There's a lot going on this morning. Uh, okay, so you know about the select committee in the House investigating the January 6th intrusion. Uh, intrusion. Intrusion. Uh, intrusion. Uh, so what you have here is a zombie White House press corps that doesn't care to ask anything that might upset or make President Biden look bad. That is the state of affairs in America right now. On that note, major left-wing news media, even in this room, have teamed up with Chinese Communist Party narratives, and they're claiming you are racist for making these claims about Chinese virus. Is it alarming that major media players just to oppose you are consistently siding with foreign state propaganda, Islamic radicals, and Latin gangs and cartels, and they work right here at the White House with direct access to you and your team? Mr. President, your approval ratings have been the highest they've ever been, as well as the ratings on your handling of the virus. Yet there are some networks that are saying they're debating whether or not to carry these briefings live. Do you think there's a link between the two? 2,405 Americans have died from coronavirus in the last 60 days. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have 2,369 children who are killed by their mothers through elective abortions each day. That's 16,500 children killed every week. Unfettered capitalism is what we should desire in this country. Unfettered capitalism is what made this country great in the Industrial Revolution. Carnegie and um, well, the other men that, that built this country in the late 1800s, I'm blanking, J.P. Morgan, uh, the rest of them, Rockefeller, there's a name. This edition of the Daily Ledger is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Even, even when, when I'm wrong, wrong I'm right. right. Where does radical leftist gender ideology lead? Do liberals want human children to be genderless? If so, why? Is this based on biology? And if not, then what? What happens when human children are raised genderless? If gender is destroyed, doesn't that destroy traditional gender roles? And if gender roles are destroyed, doesn't that destroy gendered relationships? And if gendered relationships are destroyed, doesn't that destroy traditional marriage? And if traditional marriage is destroyed, doesn't that destroy the family unit? 
And if people aren't dependent on their families, then who do they depend on? That's right, the government, which is the goal of liberals in the first place. Don't let transgender penguins fool you. Wow, 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 wow. Since the pandemic began, Americans have endured lockdowns, involuntary quarantines, mask and vaccine mandates, and a war on common sense. And we're war no closer to getting through this sense. than we were 18 on common months ago. Sense. And many believe, many believe that's been the plan all along, as the government continues eroding our rights and freedoms with no end in sight. But people are resisting. We've had enough. And from police to firefighters to transportation workers and even healthcare workers, Americans are standing up to these tyrannical mandates. One such doctor on the front lines of the pandemic is Dr. Brian Tyson, the owner of All Valley Urgent Care Clinic in El Centro, California, a desert town on the border with Mexico and a major hotspot for the Chinese virus. Chinese, Chinese virus. Dr. Tyson has been combating the virus, Chinese, Chinese virus, with astonishing success using methods that political figures like Anthony Fauci claim don't work. Using a combination of hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, zinc, antibiotics, and vitamins, Dr. Tyson has a stunning success rate of 100% for patients who begin treatment within seven days of COVID symptoms. 100%! So far, he's treated and cured over 6,000 patients, saving lives that would have been lost if they'd followed the advice of the mainstream media or the high prophet of pharma, the good doctor and dog murderer, Anthony Fauci. Dog murderer. But despite what should be a simple case of following the science, these issues remain some of the most controversial and misunderstood topics in America today. The point of mandatory vaccination is to identify the sincere Christians in the ranks the free thinkers, the men with high testosterone levels, and anyone else who does not love Joe Biden and make them leave immediately. It's a takeover of the U.S. military. It's a takeover of the U.S. military. Last thing before we go tonight, admittedly a huge story there, the takeover of the U.S. military, an attack on those of us who are members of the free thinking, high testosterone community. Please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough, but I never told anyone to get a vaccine. So it's clear we can't vaccinate our way out of this. Congressman, do you plan on complying with this ridiculous non-science based mask mandate? COVID-19 now is about Marxism. This is the broader purpose of the left. You can't force me to take a medicine I don't want. If you can do that, why can't you sterilize me or lobotomy? What can't you do to me? Most people are going along with this because they're afraid. A few brave souls are not. The science shows the vaccine will not necessarily protect you. It's not protecting many people. And what if Fauci's one solution doesn't work? Just entertain that idea for one moment. What if it doesn't work? Buying a fake vaccination card is an act of desperation by decent law-abiding Americans who have been forced into a corner by tyrants. We're starting to see this sort of apartheid-type vaccination system. What is going to be the final straw before Americans say enough is enough? Democrats and the media made COVID political. Joe Biden declared war on freedom yesterday. But you better get the vaccine or Dr. Joe Biden is going to unleash the full force of the federal government against you. It is the beginning of the communist-style social credit system. Please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough. I would rather die of coronavirus a free person than live like a slave to government engulfed in fear, panic, and with no liberty. 
This edition of the Daily Ledger is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. You know what we have to do? Because we're living under an edict, not unlike Hitler's Germany or Joseph Stalin in the Soviet Union. We're living under tyranny instead of liberty. We have to do this in clandestine style. My hairdresser could be fined and or arrested for what she's doing. This is not unlike, of course, what they had to live through during Hitler's time. Even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Firebrand evangelical pastors are attracting large congregations by preaching politics from the pulpit. They're sermonizing a brand of social conservatism defined by conspiracy and apocalyptic rhetoric. These churches are not speaking against abortion and against all this trafficking. And our pastor does because it's the truth. And for Pete's sake, stop blaming Trump. Can I get a witness right there? I just had to say that since the cameras are here because I want them to know I still think the president we have now is fake and fraudulent. Can I get a witness right there? The fundamentalism that you have seen rising within white evangelicalism in the current time period is deeply politically engaged. Do you think that that hurts, undermines American democracy? Well, Chris, I've been very clear from the beginning. If you look at a number of states, they didn't follow their state passed laws that govern the election for president. That is what the United States Constitution says. They don't say that the states determine what the rules are. They say the state legislatures determine the but rules. But the states all certified. States, they didn't follow those state legislative rules. The, the states they all didn't certified. follow those legislative rules. Right. But at the end of the day, are we going to follow what the Constitution says or not? I hope we get back to what the Constitution says. But clearly, in a number of states, they didn't follow those legislatively. So you think rules. the election was so stolen? I, I, stolen? What I said is there are states that didn't follow their legislatively set rules. That's what the United States Constitution says. A recent survey from the University of Chicago reveals that over 47 million Americans, or one in five, believe Joe Biden's presidency is illegitimate, while nearly half believe use of force is justified to restore Trump to power. Nearly half believe use of force is justified to restore Trump to power. Kim, what's on your radar? Is America headed for a civil war? I have never had this question posed to me more than than over the past few months. And what seemed like an event that would never happen in our lifetimes or really ever has been on the brain of more and more people. We all watched this famous clip go viral last week. We're just sick of it, you know, and we're not going to we're not going to take it anymore. I see a civil war coming. You know what? What grabbed me about that clip is just kind of this casual nature of of how easily something like this is said. I mean, I think you could have done a survey at any point in American history and found four, five, six, eight percent that had some level of grievance that would justify talk of secession and things like that. But these are some serious numbers. Yeah, but this isn't really anything new. Uh, I mean, when you go back in time and you look at even starting with the Bill Clinton presidency, you know, a lot of people found that to be illegitimate because of the three-way tie between him, George W., uh, George H. W. Bush, and Ross Perot. And then there's, of course, George Bush and Al Gore and the whole uh, hanging chads debacle in Florida. And then, of course, you go into Obama and the birther gate, and then you go into Trump and you've got 
people, I mean, in Trump, so there were plenty of, the envelope, I mean, the polls during the Trump presidency showed that it was also about 18 to 20 percent of people who did not find him to be the legitimate president of the United States or numerous attempts to impeach him. I mean, is this really anything new? Do you think this is a heightened reason to be alarmed or do you feel like this is just part of the course for the last five presidents? I think this is really just a lot of hyperbole. What we've got is people who are angry. They don't fully understand. We've got a media that's in niches. And they throw gasoline on this and encourage well, that, yeah, whenever, it. Yeah, whenever somebody says there's about, there's about to be a civil war, I, I try to say, well, what do you mean by that? They don't fully understand. Well, what do you mean by that? 67% of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents said they would like to see Trump continue to be a major political figure for many years to come. 67%. They don't fully understand. 67%. When we look back at the flashpoints in American history, um, it's not like the shelling of Fort Sumter just happened in a vacuum, right? And someday historians might look back and look at the attempt to kidnap the governor of Michigan, the storming of the Capitol, et cetera. And then, you know, we could be in a very different position when we look back at this. You know, I, mean, I definitely don't, don't really think, think I want to see Trump, Trump move back into to office. I mean, back. at this and point, the country you know, is so I divided as it is, were to run, I do think you'd probably get that primary nomination. Do you think that this would further divide the country actually get more so than it is? I don't think you're going to see things more divided than they are now. Um, um, um. But look, th these polling numbers are, are a mixed bag for Trump. Look, look. Trump is going to run, or at least he intends on running. But his numbers aren't really that great. His approval amongst Republicans is in the upper 70s and low 80s. His, his approval, approval amongst, amongst Republicans, Republicans is in the, the upper, upper 70s, 70s and low 80s. And they don't really want him to run. I mean, they agree with his policies and he's kind of this representational figure of what they're angry about. So he kind of is this receptacle of all these annoyances that people are dealing with and problems in their lives and so forth. The good news for Trump is the way that Republican primaries are set up with a very heavy winner-take-all uh, structure, uh, he'll win the nomination uh, because the Republican system pushes things towards a decision. Uh, he'll win the nomination. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that analysis. If he thinks he can be president, if there's a good chance, I think he's going for it. Um, uh, thank you both for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up, Hill reporter Raphael Bernal joins us to discuss the state of U.S.-Haiti relations when rising returns. Stick with us.
that same yearning for freedom that nearly 250 years ago gave birth to a special place called America. It was a small cluster of colonies caught between a great ocean and a vast wilderness. It was home to an incredible people with a revolutionary idea that they could rule themselves, that they could chart their own destiny, and that together they could light up the entire world. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to Praying for America. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. We're so glad to be partnering with Right Side Broadcasting on this and other projects, and so glad to have you with us. Well, racism is a word that's thrown around in our country, and praying uh, for America means really praying that people will understand and eradicate real racism where it really exists, but will avoid the temptation to just slap the label on anything they disagree with. That's what the left does, and it's not serving any of us. It's not helping any of us. All right, y'all. He's one of Trump's biggest allies. He called out the Clintons. He called out the Bushes. And for that reason alone, he was a target of the swamp. Nice. I agree. Roger Stone did nothing wrong on the gang. Come on, man. You think we should call him up here to prove it? I think, I think Roger Stalls come up here and prove it then. I'm with it. Hey, Roger, why don't you come up here and prove you did nothing wrong? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Roger Stone did nothing wrong. Leave Roger Stone alone. Roger Stone did nothing wrong. Leave Roger Stone alone. When you mess with the Clintons as a target on your back Catch a suicide or jail for life or a sudden heart attack They'll call you Russian assets when they're all out of luck Tell me how'd you get obstruction when there's nothing to obstruct Roger Stone did nothing wrong, leave Roger Stone alone Sing it! Roger Stone did nothing wrong, leave Roger Stone alone Bryson Gray! Roger Stone, he did nothing wrong to the FBI, he depressed me, that's the way it's home I guess there was a demonstration of intimidation It's one thing that's a bit amazing, the humiliating This the witch hunt, they said he lied about the email Without providing the details, the deep state trying to shut us down, but we prevail. But they the ones that get DL, and he's supposed to truth, but they don't like that. But he can't focus, so we fight back. Roger Stone is taking all the hits, all the bullets, all the licks. But sometimes that's what you gotta do to get on the right track. Yeah! Roger Stone, everyone! Yes, sir! He did nothing wrong! Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, y'all better make some noise for the one and only Roger Stone! Thank you. Thank you. I have two words to say. Thank you, Jesus. 
because I am living proof that God can do anything. I want everybody to take a big, fresh, deep breath. Take a deep breath. The entire country needs to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath with me because you're breathing the fresh air of liberty. Do not take for granted in this country the fresh air of liberty that we breathe. Never take for granted what you have. Never take for granted the sacrifice of millions of men and women that are our forefathers, our foremothers that stood before us in the line of fire elsewhere around the world for other countries, for other people, and for ourselves. Never take for granted for who we are as an American people. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed still standing here today that the United States of America can't get its presidential election right. We, sh we should, as Americans, not accept this. We should not accept this. We've had, and I can go through state by state. In some of these states, we have more dead voters than are buried on the battlefields of Gettysburg or the battlefield of Vicksburg or the battlefields of Normandy. Americans who died for this country, who died for our right for a free, fair, and transparent vote. We did not have a free, fair, and transparent vote on the 3rd of November. And the entire world knows, everybody in this country knows who won the election on the 3rd. Who won the election on the 3rd? Donald Trump. Oh, and stay safe, wear a mask, save lives. Thank you so much, and happy holidays. Two sides of the same coin that shows everything wrong with our world today. The absence of law and democratic vision for the 21st century. That coin represents our information ecosystem, which determines everything else about our world. Journalists, that's one side, the old gatekeepers. The other is technology with its godlike power, the new gatekeepers. It has allowed the virus of lies to infect each of us, pitting us against each other, bringing out our fears, anger, hate, and setting the stage for the rise of authoritarians and dictators around the world. Our greatest need today is to transform that hate and violence, the toxic sludge that's coursing through our information ecosystem prioritized by American internet companies that make more money by spreading that hate and triggering the worst in us. Okay, well, that just means we have to work harder. You know, in order to be the good, we have to believe there is good in the world. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? Who or what will safeguard our constitutional order is not apparent today. It is not even apparent who will try. The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace in the norms and notions of what just is. 
isn't always just is. The God of the universe built you and the God of the universe loves you and the God of the universe will deliver and fulfill you but you must have faith and open that channel. The democratic emergency is already here. We face a serious risk that American democracy as we know it will come to an end in 2024 but urgent action is not happening. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. For more than a year now, with tacit and explicit support from their party's national leaders, state Republican operatives have been building an apparatus of election theft. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. Elected officials in Arizona, Texas, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and other states have studied Donald Trump's crusade to overturn the 2020 election. They have noted the points of failure and have taken concrete steps to avoid failure next time. Some of them have rewritten statutes to seize partisan control of decisions about which ballots to count and which to discard, which results to certify and which to reject. They are driving out or stripping power from election officials who refused to go along with the plot last November, aiming to replace them with exponents of the big lie. They are fine-tuning a legal argument that purports to allow state legislators to override the choice of the voters. We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters and conditions of man. Whether you be black, whether you be white, whether you be old, whether you be young, God made you and God loves you and they will never separate us. We will prevail. Amen. Trump and his party have convinced a dauntingly large number of Americans that the essential workings of democracy are corrupt, that made up claims of fraud are true, that only cheating can thwart their victory at the polls, that tyranny has usurped their government, and that violence is a legitimate response. Because the Spirit of God is with us! The Spirit of Liberty is with us! And so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. Donald Trump will seek and win the Republican nomination for president in 2024. The party is in his thrall. No opponent can break it, and few will try. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe if nothing else, say this is true. As we near the anniversary of January 6th, investigators are still unearthing the roots of the insurrection that sacked the Capitol 
and sent members of Congress fleeing for their lives. In retrospect, the insurrection takes on the aspect of rehearsal. That even as we grieved, we grew, that even as we hurt, we hoped, that even as we tired, we tried, that we'll forever be tied together, victorious, not because we will never again know defeat. Even in defeat, Trump has gained strength for a second attempt to seize office, should he need to, after the polls close on November 5th, 2024. But because we will never again sow division. And if God be with us, who can stand against us? Trump has reconquered his party by setting its base on fire. Tens of millions of Americans perceive their world through black clouds of his smoke. His deepest source of strength is the bitter grievance of Republican voters that they lost the White House and are losing their country to alien forces with no legitimate claim to power. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree and no one shall make them afraid. There is a clear and present danger that American democracy will not withstand the destructive forces that are now converging upon it. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promised glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. Our two-party system has only one party left that is willing to lose an election. The other is willing to win at the cost of breaking things that a democracy cannot live without. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it, would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. Democracies have fallen before under stresses like these, when the people who might have defended them were transfixed by disbelief. If ours is to stand, its defenders will have to rouse themselves. We're, we're facing, facing the, the most significant, significant test, test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. In this truth, in this faith we trust, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption. We feared it at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So, while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert. How could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? Donald Trump came closer than anyone thought he could to toppling a free election a year ago. He is preparing in plain view to do it again. And his position is growing stronger. I 
trust in the plan of God. I trust in Jesus Christ. I trust in the narrow road, not the easy road. I trust in the great contest of liberty. I trust in my forebears, and I trust in you created by God. We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be, a country that is bruised, but whole, benevolent, but bold, fierce, and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens, but one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. Republican acolytes have identified the weak points in our electoral apparatus and are methodically exploiting them. They have set loose and now are driven by the animus of tens of millions of aggrieved Trump supporters who are prone to conspiracy thinking, embrace violence, and reject democratic defeat. Those supporters are armed and single-minded and will know what to do the next time Trump calls upon them to act. The globalists are in fear. The globalists want to play God. They are not God. And the answer to their 1984 tyranny is 1776. 1776. 1776. 1776. Democracy will be on trial in 2024. The midterms, marked by gerrymandering, will more than likely tighten the GOP's grip on the legislatures in swing states. The Supreme Court may be ready to give those legislatures near absolute control over the choice of presidential electors. And if Republicans take back the House and Senate, as oddsmakers seem to believe they will, the GOP will be firmly in charge of counting the electoral votes. Donald Trump may be capable of winning a fair election in 2024. He does not intend to take that chance. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with every breath from my bronze-pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the West. We will rise from the wind-swept Northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked South. We will rebuild reconcile and recover in every known nook of our nation in every corner called our country our people diverse and beautiful will emerge battered and beautiful when day comes we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid the new dawn blooms as we free it for there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it if only we're brave enough to be it